Today on Stick to Football, it is the day after Thanksgiving, so they graciously gave your host the day off. So we're going to go back in time a little bit and play you four of our favorite interviews that we've had over the last year, a couple with NFL players, a couple with pre-draft prospects before they got picked. We think you guys will enjoy it. Hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving. You're enjoying the day off, and you're not fighting anyone right now at Walmart or Target trying to buy that TV that you really don't need. Here goes the show. Mello, uh, one of my favorite players in the draft, you know this, and he knows that I hope now that I've just said it and he's on the phone, Foster Moreau, tight end LSU. And I remember sitting in our box at the Senior Bowl and being like, he is catching everything. Like, look at the dude out there. We went into the weekend knowing, like, okay, this guy can block. And then we found out, actually, he can kind of catch, too. Catch a little bit, dude. Thanks for hopping on the show. We are, like, I'm fanboying as much as someone who's covered the NFL for a decade can about talking to a prospect. I'm, I'm very excited to have you on. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to be here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we could do this. This is a, I mean, it's a cool experience, obviously, um, going through the draft process. And, and this is just kind of one of the, one of the benefits is I get to sit down and talk to guys like you guys who, uh, who seem to know the game pretty, pretty well. And, and yeah, it's it's pretty cool. We pretend to anyway. I want to ask you. Um, I think well, you and I started talking because I think because you probably saw a tweet of mine where I compared you to George Kittle. When you see things like that, are you like Matt? Shut up! Don't let like I don't want you telling people I'm that good because he's an All Pro. Or are you like, damn right I am. Like yeah, I'm that kind of player. Um, you know, I mean, obviously Kittle Kittle could easily turn into a generational talent. Um, you know, guy was drafted in the fifth round. Um. And since then, he's he's kind of been a stud and really found a great great niche up in San Fran. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of it, it's a matter of me trying to be myself first um, before I could really be anyone else. Um, but I mean, that's a that's a that's a great comparison. You know, I mean, obviously, I, I love that. It's just you know, you know, if you thought I was Kittle and, and you owned a few draft picks, then at the end of the day, <laughs> then that would probably mean a little bit more. Uh, of course. But you know, I mean, obviously, I love the media. I'm, I'm normally pretty involved with the media. If you if you talk to any LSU media people down here, um, you know, I love those guys. And um, yeah, it's just it's nice to see that. You know, it's that's a cool comparison, and that's another that's a little added bonus of uh, of the draft experience. I gotta ask off the top here, what was your major at LSU? My major, I I majored in sports administration, graduated. Um, graduated in December. I wanted to go um, like the kinesiology route and go the physical therapy route. Um, it wasn't going to work though because you have to do like uh, you have to do like an internship and and it's got to be like a whole half year, almost like three quarter year internship through like the LSU training facility. Uh, and uh, with the whole draft thing, uh, <laughs> it wasn't quite going to work out. Yeah, I was just curious because I'm not going to lie. It kind of sounds like you have your shit together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, might, might be one yeah. of the smarter guys we've talked to. I don't know. Yeah, like maybe you. political political science might have been maybe the route for you to go. Or I would marketing, like I would have expected that. It's very polished. So we're probably going to pick up some tips from you. One thing that we've had, uh, we had Jacob Hester on. We actually were at the LSU-Georgia game when you guys uh, kicked our ass. <clears throat> but we were out there tailgating for like six hours before, so – the end of the game, we were at a bar called Bogies because, like, we it was hot, so we were like, "Let's go to a bar." And when y'all won, they jumped up on the bar and started uh, pouring shots. I don't know why I went there because that wasn't my question. But shots of uh, what? Shots of shots of Jaeger, I assume. Uh, no, I, I think, wouldn't have I done think that. It was fireball. I think it was fireball. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a good day. What I remember. Uh, that's another story for another time. But we had <laughs> Jacob Hester on the podcast that morning, and I, I love Hester. He and I go way back. And, and one thing we talked about was the importance of number 18, which you got to wear this year. For people who maybe aren't LSU fans, can you just spend a little bit of time talking about how important that number is for LSU? Sure, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, back in, like, 2003, um, you know, when players didn't really pass numbers to players, um, you know, kind of the first the first pass number that we had down, um, it was from Matt Mark passed it, as you were saying, to Jacob Hester. And um, it was widely considered that Hester was kind of like the first the first 18, and then Hester passed it on to Richard Dixon, a fellow tight end for the Tigers. Um, yeah, and, and so since then, it, it kind of became tradition that you kind of pass it down to um, from senior senior on to senior to the kind of the best program guy. The staff takes a vote. I mean, basically everyone involved with the program uh, just kind of takes a vote on um, the best on-field, off-field kind of um, leadership role player um, that 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 we that we have, and it's a it's a huge honor. And I was I was so happy to be selected, and I and I hope I, I filled the shoes as well as I could. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it was a great honor, and um and it's something that I'll I'll look look fondly on forever. Have you have you passed it on to the next guy yet? I don't know that I heard that. No, no, that goes. Uh, it's the first day of camp. We'll find out. There's a few uh, prospective student athletes who could have it. You know, I, I know who I'm going to cast my vote for. Um, right. But it's just only time will tell. You know, actually, Hester told me an interesting thing. The guy Hester's voted for every year has always gotten it. Um, so he's got a little bit of he's got a little bit of voodoo juju going on. Yeah, I would think that after Joe Burrow's bowl game, like that's got to be the guy, right? He'll be a seat. Uh, you don't have to tell us, but I would just think <laughs> Joe Burrow's got to be up there, pretty high on 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 the list of candidates, right? Well, I I'd, I'd say so. He's he's definitely he'd be in my top three. Um, I just I don't know if he I don't know if he necessarily wants it. Yeah, eighteen's um, a it's a weird quarterback number, and it might be kind of weird to give it to a guy that hasn't like always been at LSU. I don't know if that would play into it since he was a transfer. He seemed to maybe adapt to Baton Rouge life. I mean, all right. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean the guys here love him. The fans, the I mean, obviously my my former teammates, fans, coaches. There, I mean, they all love him, and he's, he he wear it well. It'd be nice to get it back in the quarterback room, seeing how it how it kind of originated from the quarterback giving it to a running back. But I mean. To throw some other names out there, uh, Richard Lawrence from the D line room would be a great would be a great pick. So would Braden Fajoko. A couple others, um, Lloyd Cushenberry would be a great pick. You know, it, it'd be a it'd be an interesting way to see how it all plays out. And I'm obviously going to talk to the guys about it and hear their opinions on it because I don't want to give them a number that they don't want. But I mean, it's obvious it's a it's a huge honor and a very cool tradition that we have down here. Can you guys give it to Grant Delpit and let him wear it for like two years? How does that work? Oh my God! Yeah, give him seven. <laughs> give him, give him seven, and then make him stay and not go in the top ten of the first round next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then have him wear eighteen. And then have him wear eighteen. Oh my God, that would be. I like how we workshop this, like live talking, uh, doing this. But you just are coming off the combine, and one of our like go to questions for players is: Did you have any weird moments? You seem like. Mello said, like, you got your shit together. You're probably not getting a lot of questions that are off the wall. But we talked to Cody Ford from Oklahoma, and he was like, yeah, they asked you if I did cocaine. I'm like, oh, well, that I can see how you'd want to know that. But, like, did you have any weird oh, yeah. questions? I mean, I that's a solid question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did I have any weird questions? I really didn't have any weird questions. The hardest question that I got that I, like, wasn't expected was, like, and it's like a normal question. It's like, do you have any hobbies? Right? And I'm like, uh... <laughs> 
Not really. <laughs> video games. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I don't really play video games. No, um, I don't either. Like that, like, sure, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I don't find too much time for it. I mean, I like the film. I, I like going and running routes and hanging out with my friends. I mean, basically whatever we're doing, maybe go, maybe go to Top Golf or do something like that. You know, I just like going around and, and being active and doing stuff. Yeah, well, I have kind of a weird question for you. I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I just want to know, we talked about your number. What number are you going to wear for the Kansas City Chiefs when they draft you? <laughs> Damn, that's a, that's a great question. You can't wear 18. Uh, I don't think they'll let you. Yeah, no, I guess we should CC the Chiefs in this one. Um, you can wear 81, though. It's open. Look, man, whatever whatever number they're willing to give me, uh, so long as it's not within the 60 to 69 range or 60 to 79 range, I'm cool with yeah, that's a, that. You in that offense would be fun. There's top golf too. We'd take you, man. It'd be yeah. great. Um, do you have any hidden oh, talents? Man, I love that. Any, hidden talents hidden other talents? than top golf? Oh, 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 oh! Top golf's not a talent. Let, let, let me tell you that <laughs> first and foremost. Uh, if I was actually, if I was actually any good, I might be out on a, a real driving range or, or maybe on maybe on the back nine somewhere. Uh, uh, hidden talents. Um, shoot, I mean, I, I shoot hoops a lot. Um, you know, I, I do a couple of different things. Um, I, I whistle pretty well. <laughs> you um, whistle? Let's hear one. I whistle. Go for it. Just let loose. All right. I don't know how it's going to come over the, over the phone. Who we'll cares? See how it goes. Uh, all right. Let's, let's try it. Let's try it. Ooh. Okay, that's really yeah, good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's a little bit inflection in there. Yeah, this could be the yeah, new uh, intro song to stick to football. If uh, as long as you're okay with that, we're gonna make it the uh, you whistling. So, how about a Coach O impersonation? Can you do one of those? Oh, I ain't got, I ain't got one, of, I ain't got one of those for you. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> one's hard to do. I got, yeah, no, I, I ain't got one of those for you. I mean, he's got such a unique, honestly, such a unique voice. I mean, it's it's incredibly raspy and it's incredibly Cajun. And kind of my thing with it is some people hear it and they kind of, I don't know, they just like, they hear his voice and they, they doubt it. They doubt his intellect and they doubt it, like his, his football prowess. But like, you can obviously tell like the dude, the dude knows what he's doing and he loves it too. I mean, he plays into it. He knows people love, love when he says, you know, uh, go Tigers, you know, <laughs> he, 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 he knows, he's going to do he one. And then he does one. <laughs> I mean, he knows he knows people love it when he does it, and so he just he plays into it a little bit. Um, he's a good dude, man. Coach has a great guy. Now, would he involved with the recruiting of you? I don't remember when he took over at LSU. He took over in 2016. I was recruited by uh, Cam Cameron, old Cam Cameron, and, uh, and Frank Wilson, head coach for UTSA. But yeah, actually, funny yeah, funny story. I, I me and Danny Etling had the uh, the last touchdown of the Les Miles era. Wow. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be in an LSU trivia book somewhere. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's going to be a Jeopardy question one of these days. And, and now we all absolutely. know the answer. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's my hidden town. I'm pretty good at Jeopardy. How about uh, what's your? You're from New Orleans, right? So what's yeah. Yeah. what's your favorite New Orleans restaurant? Ooh, favorite New Orleans restaurant. I got to be careful with what I say here because it's I political, mean, right? Like, yeah. Because I mean, I could plug some places, maybe get a couple of free meals. Now <laughs> the NCAA ain't hovering over me. Right. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, it's open season now, man. Like you could say emeralds. Uh, oh, emerald Lagasse's. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, so I love oysters, right? I love raw oysters. I love char grilled oysters. I love fried oysters. So Drago's, 
Drago's in New Orleans. They got two locations. They got a Drago's. Um, it's right by the river, right at the end of Canal Street. And they got a Drago's over in Metairie. I mean, the best char-grilled oysters that you'll ever have in your life. Some of the best seafood you'll ever have. Fantastic. It sounds like you need to partner up with them and maybe do some right. sales there, too, my <laughs> right. man. Jeez, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not saying that the owner might be, may or may not be my uncle, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice plug, then. That's yeah, all right. That's nice good. plug. I respect that. What about draft weekend plans? You don't seem like the kind of guy that's going to sit in front of your TV, like, waiting you know, to be picked, what do you have planned to kind of keep your mind off of everything that's going on? You, you make an excellent point, and I think I, I think you kind of got me down to a T within this, this 13 minutes we got going here. Um, you know, I, I, draft day is a great day to kind of be, be selfish and, to, you know, kind of have a really, like, great time like and enjoy, like, enjoy the – the hard work you put in and like, just see the, the culmination of the fruits of your labor kind of come, come to fruition, you know? But I think I'm just going to be around a bunch of family, a bunch of friends, you know, get the whole support system, ex coaches, and I'm going to do as best I can to include as many people as I can. And just, you know, we can all watch together. You know, I'm not going to probably be watching the TV or anything. Um, I'm just going to be walking around, you know, hanging out with, with the people I, I know and the people I love and the people that I hold close to me. And I think it's going to be a great time. And when that phone rings, I'll answer it and, and I'll fall in love with whichever team picks me. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I better be the Kansas City Chiefs or I'm going to be one pissed off <laughs> okay. guy. Mello, I can't control any of that. Mello's texting Brett Veach as we speak. Like, come on, dude. Come, <laughs> we need another tight end. Go get you one. Uh, before we let you go, because you've been great. We've taken up a lot of your time. We have started playing a game with our guests that we have on, and it's just a word association game. So, like, we say a name or a word, and you just tell us the first thing that comes to your mind. Does that sound okay? I like it. Let's play. Okay, I like it too. Uh, you want to go first, Mello? Yeah, let's just uh, give you an easy one here. Let's go Coach O. Vicious. <laughs> Nick Saban. Uh, loud. <laughs> Devin White. Oh, my God. Landshark. Lash, that's a great one. Leonard Fournette. Uh, absolute uh, freaking savage. Jacob Hester. <laughs> uh, White. <laughs> <laughs> He's so proud of that, too, though. He'll tell anyone who listens that he was like the last white guy to rush for a thousand yards in the SEC. So that's I remember we had him when we had him on the podcast. As soon as we got done, he was like, oh, shit. I I just realized that I could have cussed on your podcast. And now everybody that's listening is going to think I'm just some total square white guy. It'll be all right, Jacob. I I think you're good to go, man. Uh, He'll be fine, man. He's so worried. Yeah, he's great. All right, here's a couple more. How about Dylan Moses? Good player. I wanted you to be like, who? <laughs> like, like, no, I, I know Dylan Moses. No, I, I do my scouting reports, though. Well. There we go. Yeah, what about if I just say Georgia? Kenneled. <laughs> Kenneled. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Um, how about Alabama? Yeah. Good football team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you got one more for him? No, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm good. I got those. one more. Jamal Adams. Very fast, yeah, fast and loud too. Yeah, yeah. dude. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, he's loud, and he'll let you know he's loud. But uh, he's he's got the feet to back it up. I promise. Yeah, he's a heck of a player. All right, dude. We have we're getting you back on. I have your number. I'm going to be blowing you up, and uh, we're getting you back on after you're drafted because this was way too much fun to just do once. 
Yeah, I'd love to. It was fun. All right, man. Good luck the, the next month. We're going to be rooting for you, and Melo's going to start a campaign to get you uh, in here in Missouri where we yeah, are. So, Kansas uh, City, that'll be where yeah, you're going. Right. Yeah. All right, Matt. All right, Melo. Thank you guys for yeah, having me on. Thanks, thanks dude. Man. Appreciate it. Guys, we're excited to have a top 15 player in, in most of our opinions in this year's draft class. Cleveland Farrell, thanks to our friends at Hyundai, they actually documented Melo, his whole road to the NFL. You guys can check that out on their uh, YouTube page, also the social media channels to see his path to the draft and fans to get a closer look at his story. So, Cleveland, thank you for joining Stick to Football. We appreciate it. Appreciate y'all having me, man. I'm so excited for the upcoming day, man. It's, it's going to be a great experience. So excited. Appreciate y'all for having me. How do you pronounce your name? Because I thought I heard an interview where you said it was Cleland Furl. Uh, a lot of people are still going with Cleland Farrell, though. Is wh- Which way is it? You said it right the first time. Cleveland, Cleveland Farrell, right? Okay. All right, good. Because people are telling us, man, like you don't know how to say this guy's name. So we appreciate the, you cleaning that up, man. Uh, I want to start off here. Um, the last game we saw you playing at Clemson, you dominated Jonah Williams in a play that I think a lot of people remember when they think of you as a player. What was it like going up against Jonah? Uh, and you guys had battles and back-to-back years, and you're both seen as one of the best players at your position. What is that like seeing him again and again? Uh, man, I mean, I mean, that's what you go to college for. I mean, you go to college to play against the, anybody who's perceived as the best. So um, going against a guy like that, man, is always good for this for just for college football, because you want to see the best players go against the best players. So it was really, really good, man. He was a tough competition. Uh, the, the biggest thing about that was just excited that we came out with the win. You know, I could care less about, uh, obviously, how I play has an effect on the game, but uh, I just was so more so happy that we whooped them on the scoreboard, really. So that was the best part about it, you know what I mean? Even if you would have whooped me, in the game, <laughs> as long as we won, I had something to talk about. You know what I mean? So I was, it was a great experience, man. And, I mean, that's what you play the game for, to compete against the best. Would you say that he is the best offensive lineman you faced during your time at Clemson? Uh, he, he was, a, in my, well, just in my opinion, I feel like he was the best one that I had faced uh, this year. Was there someone in previous years that you thought was there? We actually ran through all your games. Like, who's the best – uh, offensive lineman that you faced, and Jonah was kind of the one we came up with. Was someone better from your freshman or sophomore year? Uh, yes, there was some. Uh, well, there was someone who gave me who gave me um, harder problems in my younger years. I won't say his name. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of waiting on that comeback when we get. He's in the NFL now, um, but I tell you this: he didn't play Alabama. But uh, they, he gave me he gave me some problems. But I, I know who he is, and, and I just can't wait to play against him when I get on to the next level. You know, on some payback. Yeah, I, I dig that, man, yeah, definitely. Uh, you guys had a very talented defensive line both your sophomore and junior year. I got to know, did you guys, like, all come together and did you decide, like, all right, we're coming back, we want to make a run at this national championship, or did you each individually just decide on your own that you wanted to come back for your last year? Oh, yeah, I mean, we, it was a very individual uh, process. You know, obviously, we knew, we knew that uh, it would be great if we all did come back, but, I mean, when you're making this, a decision like that, that's on your life, you know, you can't just do it based off of what somebody else wants. You had to make the best decision for yourself personally. And just by the grace of God, we felt like the best decision for us in Grizzly was if, was for us, each of us to come back. So, you know, that just made it even better as far as icing on the cake and us getting to go out with our brothers. So it was great. And to go out on top, especially. Uh, a lot of people have watched you, and we see you running a 4-3 defense there at Clemson. Is that something where you feel like you are a 4-3 defensive end to the next level, or are you are you versatile enough to stand up and play as a 3-4 outside linebacker? Oh, my goodness. I mean, 
we were in a four two five at Clemson base, but we rarely were in. Uh, we rarely, well, we did, but <laughs> Clemson, our defense was so multiple, man. Like you would see me standing up uh, in a three four four three um, all the time, and I feel like my game isn't my game isn't predecessed on just being a, a, a guy with his hand in the dirt. Like I can do multiple things, and through my tape, I've shown that. You know, that's why I feel like my versatility is one of the things that sets me apart, and uh, so. No, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't put myself in that box. I mean, I, I definitely don't feel like I'm just a four-three in. I feel like I'm a guy who, who, whatever position you put him in, to just rush the passer and have an effect on the line on the line of scrimmage and be disruptive. I mean, I feel like I fit into any defense that does that, and hopefully all defense. I feel like all defense has a guy like that. So I feel like you know there really isn't a cap as far as I can you know have some type of effect. Yeah, man, I love your versatility coming in. I think you do fit either in a 4-3 or 3-4 defense, whatever teams, it, whatever they want, I think you can do it. Is there a range that you expect to be drafted at, though, maybe starting at, you know, maybe even high as pick number five down to 14 or somewhere like that? Is there a range that you guys have had in mind? No, I don't I don't expect to be drafted anywhere. You know, it's not in my hands. Um, I mean, I know, I know just based off of, you know, just who I am as a player, I know where I feel like, you know, my – I feel like I should go just as far as, you know, uh, just my talent or whatever or just by how my, my resume. But, you know, based on based on where I expect to go, you know, I couldn't give you a name because, like I said, you know, it's not in my control. You know, teams have needs, teams. Um, even though I feel like I might be better, they might just like another guy better. Like, I don't know. So it's really just out of my hands, and I can't let that control me. You know, I'll be happy with wherever I go, man. I'm just so excited for this process and just for the opportunity to get into the league because, you know, this whole thing about getting drafted in this spot, I mean, that doesn't really matter because, you know, once the draft is over, like, it's all reset. You know, nobody's ain't no more top ten pick or top five or, first round pick and we're all the same you know we're all just working trying to make the team so that's all that really matters to me man me just going to the right place really one thing that, that we saw come out after the national championship game you guys had the nwa line uh who came up with the idea for that i'll make a little correction you know, you gotta come you gotta come correct with the fact it wasn't nwa it was uh death row records from, okay uh, the, the, I the apologize. Sports awards. <laughs> there we yeah, go from the sports awards come on Come on, come on now, come on now. Got to do your research. Got to do your research now. Uh, so was nice. that your idea? Um, so, huh? Was that your idea then? Uh, we just always talked about if we ever. I mean, we had always we had, me me and, me and Christian kind of always just talked about that. You know, what I'm saying made jokes about it. Like we ever. Uh, it wasn't even the thought of what we were planning that. It just it kind of came up because we used to just make jokes about that a dabble because you know he always dancing. <laughs> So if Dabo Suge Knight, who are you in this? Like which one from Death Row Records? Dabo is a Suge Knight. I'm Suge Knight. <laughs> there we Dabo. go. So does that make you like the alpha of that group? No, yeah, yeah, that's right. Dabo, I'm I'm Suge Knight. Dabo would be uh he would be a P. Diddy. See, see, see Death Row Records would be the players. <laughs> okay, I got Dabo you. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh who's Tupac? That's a tough one. I mean, I don't think you can label a guy like Christian Wilkins Snoop Dogg with like tall, lanky Snoop is not going to be Christian Wilkins. So no. you might have trouble there. Yeah, but I can see you as Suge Knight. I like uh, that one. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe Dexter. No, maybe Dexter. 
Suge Knight. Maybe Texas <laughs> Suge Knight, because he's big like Suge Knight was. So I don't know. Who knows? We're just all in the group. It's all that matters. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, on it. I think out of that group, you're going to have to be Snoop, because you're not a small guy, but neither is Dexter, and you know, right, right. Wilkins sure right. as hell ain't either. Right, right, right. Exactly. That is true. That is true. That is true. So first sack in the NFL, how are you going to celebrate it? Oh, you trying to put me on the spot, man? Who knows? I just, I just say this, man. I might, I might bring back. I might, I might. I'm always gonna carry the old celebration that comes to you know the setting the hook, you know, going fishing. But uh, who knows? That first one, that first one, it might just be pure emotion. So you might just see me acting crazy, yelling, screaming. Who knows? I, or I might, I might, I might keep it calm and have a nice, smooth celebration. Who knows? But uh, I, I mean, I'm thinking it might just be pure like emotion. Like yes, like I got. I can say I got one. I can say I got one too. You know what I mean? Because it's uh, it's so hard to say quarterback in, in that league, man. So it would just be a blessing to um, have an opportunity. No, I think you're fine if you give them two pumps. If you go three, I think you get a suspension. You don't want to do that on your first sack. Right, 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 right. <laughs> all right, man. Before we let you go, we play a game with all our guests, and it's just a word association game. So we say a word, you tell us the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? All right, no politics. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's this is not a PG thirteen show. You can say whatever you want. So first word, <laughs> seriously, first word, Dabo. Clown. Oh. Uh, what about Nick Saban? Why so serious? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> I like that I like one. that. Did you steal my tweet on that one? I, I tweeted that, I think. Uh, let's go Christian Wilkins. Uh, St. Bernard. <laughs> Is there a story behind that one that I don't know about? <laughs> he kind of looks like one. He's just like, I mean, he's just, he's just like a big dog. Like, if we all dogs, Christian's like that big old St. Bernard that just runs up, jumps on your lap, and lick you on the face, like. So what kind of dog are you? I'm probably like that. I'm I'm probably that big dog from Sandlot. <laughs> that's, in, that's in the doghouse with the with the with the uh, baseballs. There we go. All right, next word for you, Kelly Bryant. Leader. All right, all right. Uh, what about Death Valley? Special. All right, you aced it, man. That's easy. That's all the questions we have for you, dude. We are rooting for you. Uh, good luck Thursday night. Uh, I'm sure you're going to look clean on the red carpet. We're looking forward to it. And hey, good luck in the NFL, man. We appreciate it. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. All right, guys, I told you we were going to have a great guest. We have Terrell Edmonds, safety Pittsburgh Steelers, first-round pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. And I just want to be out in front of this, man. Uh, I uh, was very surprised when you were a first-round pick. Uh, did you expect it, or was that something that you, you like, your agent had told you, hey, you're probably going to be a first-rounder? Because not saying you didn't deserve to be, but it surprised me when you were. I mean, honestly, you know, uh, going through, the, through uh, having guys talk to you about it, uh, making a decision to clear for the draft or not, it was a it was a big thing that was on my mind. So, uh, yes, my agents they talked to me, told me that I had a high possibility of going first or second round, and then uh, I just had to make a that decision because I, I recently told my pet right before uh, you had to decide. So I had to really buckle down and make a decision just strictly off the muscle, and that's how it went. Now, your brother also got drafted in the first round. How much of his decision affected your decision? Was it something that you guys had talked about beforehand, like we're both going to go, or was that just completely individual decisions? Uh, of course, we both talked about it. Um, it was, but at the end of the game, it was an individual decision uh, because we had two whole different situations going on. He was 100% healthy. He didn't come off a surgery, and his name was 
highly talked about. I'm not saying that my name wasn't highly talked about, but I did just come off of surgery, and it was just, you know, we had to make a gut decision right there. We couldn't make it together because is because one person may go first round doesn't mean the next guy will go first round. So it was just we had to make an individual. But we both talked about it a lot. So you go from being an impact player, obviously, at Virginia Tech and great testing and first-round pick to the Steelers, one of the most historic franchises in the NFL. What's it been like, just that transition from Virginia Tech, obviously a a very uh, well-known electric program, to a a franchise like the Steelers so far in the NFL? Man, it's been amazing. Uh, The transition has been – it went well out, Chase. It's a little different just because now you're – NFL players, so you got better guys out there, you got pros out there, you have guys that have been in the league for 10 plus years, so uh, definitely been an investment for having a great group of guys like we have in the Steelers organization, they definitely helped me out a lot. Um, just talking to guys, I don't want to go off on some name call because I don't want to miss anybody, but there was a lot of guys that helped me adjust to the, becoming a pro athlete. Yeah, man. And what's that atmosphere like? Because you also play, I don't know how many, like, we have a big college uh, football listener base, and we all know, like, Virginia Tech is an amazing place to play ball. You got the cadets, it's loud. A night game at, at Blacksburg is, is amazing. How does Pittsburgh compare to that atmosphere that you guys had there in Blacksburg? Man, honestly, if you want me to be 100% honest, let's do yes. <laughs> they're, they're, really, <laughs> they're really about the same. Because, you know, in a Sandman for Blacksburg, that goes insane before the game. But before the fourth quarter or during the fourth quarter, Renegade for the Steelers, that goes crazy. So, like, I'm having flashes on back in my college days when they play Renegade and everybody stands up. First time that it happened, actually, they didn't tell me anything about it. I just saw people standing up going crazy in the screen with black. I thought something was going on. But, man, honestly, they're both loud. They go crazy. Best fans in the world by far on both sides. Uh, because every game for Pittsburgh is like a home game. When we played uh, in Oakland, we had more fans in Oakland fans than I feel like, so it was amazing. Now, you did get drafted by the Steelers, and you kind of play that strong safety position. Uh, was there any pressure coming into that situation? They've been looking for that guy to fill that role of Troy Palomalu, and they kind of drafted you as that strong safety. Was there any pressure going into your rookie year with that uh, maybe in the back of your mind? Uh, honestly, I wouldn't say pressure. Yes, I, those are huge shoes to fill. Uh, he's an amazing player. He's a Hall of Famer. He's everything that you want to call him because Troy is Troy. Troy did amazing things. And his plays will always be memorable for everybody. But, um, yeah, this is definitely just coming in, not trying to have too much pressure over my shoulder because everybody's going to be comparing you the whole time. And you just got to understand and play your game and compete as a fellow type of player. And, just keep your head on, on tight because you don't have you don't want to have people all in your ear telling you have to be like Troy uh, when you know that you got to be your own player at the end of the day. But definitely, man, just someone to look up to to watch this old film and see how he did things just to try to pin it the best way I can and try to become that that guy for the service. And you came into the the league as a 21 year old rookie. I mean, that's pretty special stuff to be a 21-year-old rookie and be on the field right away. Like I said, instant impact player, 78 tackles, a lot of production across the board. How good does it feel now going into year two? You got that that rookie season behind you. Is there a different comfort level as you enter not just OTAs, but another training camp this year? Yes. Man, I feel way better this year than last year. It's a long process for one. Uh, your rookie year because you go straight from your college season to 
workouts to uh, everything that falls out of that. And you don't know what to expect. And then now I feel as if I know what to expect. I have, I have a lot of plays under my belt. I made those mistakes already. I, I made plays already. So it's time to just develop and become that solid player that the team needs and, and just to come and work out, work every day, just come to work every day with that mentality to, to get better. So just trying to help out the team the best way I can when I go out there every day. So just trying to build off of that, build off of last year. Yeah, man. And you uh, were fortunate enough. You got to play college ball with your brother, like Melo said. Uh, we get to work together. It's pretty cool. But now you got your Trey Edmonds, uh, the third brother, with you there uh, in Pittsburgh. Have the three of you talked about, like, okay, when our rookie deals up, we're going to super team this shit and, like, be like LeBron and start your own little group. The three of you trying to get somewhere in, in the next, you know, well, you got three years left on your rookie deal. We're going to see the, the Edmonds trio on one team. Man, that would be a dream come true. But I don't know about my younger brother, but I don't want to leave Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. Everything, everything that I want to be has been a great experience so far. I don't know if you want to leave the Bills. I wouldn't put any words in his mouth. But, man, if that, if that ever happens, it would be a dream come true. It's already a blessing enough I get to play with my older brother. But if I ever get to play with my younger brother on the national football level, that would be amazing. That would be amazing, obviously. I think he would fit in very well with the Steelers' defense, too, if you can make that work. Maybe go into that GM's office and just start sliding those thoughts in there already. Yeah, I mean, Devin Bush and, <laughs> Devin Bush and your brother side-by-side side wouldn't be wouldn't be terrible at linebacker. I, I do have to ask one more question, though. Who is your favorite brother? Who is my favorite brother? Your favorite. Oh, man, look at you trying to, try to make me choose now. I mean, one's a teammate. Now, honestly, I mean, honestly... Uh, they both bring different things to the table. Uh, of course, I like going against Trey in practice because, you know, I get to go hit him, and he gets to try to run me on every day. So we get to see who's the fastest when he get breaks off and all that. So that's one thing I love about playing with Trey. And then the other thing, playing with Tremaine, we get to see who makes the most tackles every game, see who gets to do whatever every game back at Virginia Tech. That's how we used to do it at Virginia Tech. So you could do whatever the most that game. And just brothers and love having fun out there. So. I, I want to say I like either one of them more than the other, but you know, I like different things about both of them like, on the field. That's a that's a how very old good were, Yeah, how old were you guys when it became reality that all three of you can go pro? That's just crazy to me, man. Really? Yeah, like what? Like how? Yeah, what age? It's so it's so unreal right now because thinking about it, we used to talk about it in high school. But, you know, everyone talks about it in high school. And then when we got to college, we talked about it. And we just continued with that chip on our shoulder, like, we got to make it there. We got to make it there. And now that we're actually here, it's, I'm lost for words. It's so unreal, you can say. But in reality now, we got to continue to develop and play as long as we can. Now, one more question before we play a little game with you. Your dad also played in the NFL as a tight end. How much trash does he talk about you guys uh, now having to live up to uh, the standard that he set? I mean, he was a two-time pro bowler. He was an all-pro. I'm actually old enough uh, to remember your dad playing uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. So how much trash does he talk about you guys living up to what he did? Man, he talks all the time. He's trying to say he's still the fastest in the he still tries to say that he's the fastest in the house when he knows he's not the fastest in the house at all. Yeah, no, yeah he talks about all the time, talking about how he would have caught the ball over me, ran over Tremaine, uh, ran faster than Trey. He always talks junk, but he just trying to motivate 
motivate us and ease some of the pressure that's on us. Yeah, that's what dads are supposed to do. All right, man. We uh, The last thing we do with all our guests, we play a word association game. So we're just going to throw names at you or words at you, and we just want the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Up first, Big Ben. You say what? Big Ben, your quarterback. Oh, Big Ben, I would say a leader. Uh, he's a superhero to some, you can say, because – He's everything that people wanna wanna do in the NFL. Uh, he's that positive role model on the field. All right, I'm gonna go controversial one then. Antonio Brown. Still, that guy that you want to look up to. Um, he's a hard worker. One of the hardest workers you can see in the NFL. Uh, yeah, he's just a good guy overall. And here's someone you'll be chasing a ton this year: Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. An athlete for one, he's fast. Um, a young Michael Vick, you can say. Uh, he's a cool dude. I know him personally. He's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, we we gotta give him an L. So I, I gotta put that in there. Gotta give him an L. All right, I wanna. I'll be controversial. Speaking of L's, how about Le'Veon Bell? What's your one word for him? No, I don't know about Le'Veon. I don't know Le'Veon personally, so I, I don't know much to say else outside of the football field, but on the field, he's an animal, he's a dog. Uh, you can see he puts it all out there. Um, he makes too many guys miss. Uh, he's one of those guys that you want on your team on Madden as a running back, so all those great things about him. All right, let's go one more quarterback then, uh, and I would really love it if you could just do me a favor and break this guy in half when you play him, uh, but Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Don't be afraid to be too hard on him. I, think, I know if I had to think about one word to describe Baker Mason, I'd definitely say he had that swag song. <sighs> you can see the way he carries himself. He got that swag song. He does. Uh, he's a guy that competes, competitive. Uh, you can tell that he loves to win. And he just carries himself like that. It's not my question, but I would have said sensitive. <laughs> about Baker Mayfield. I would have said sensitive. It seems like everybody's always talking about him and he always has something to react to. I'm really I'm just probably trying to get him to react to me, but if you could please just really lay one on him this year if he gets out of the pocket and you have the chance and then just like point to the camera or something so we know that it was for Mello at stick to football. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one in word association, uh Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. Going to take it out. <laughs> Go on to take it out. 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 Go on to take it Guys, I'm super excited to have Nick Chubb on the phone with us because I am a gigantic Frank Gore fan, as Mello knows, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. And Nick Chubb is just the next Frank Gore. So very excited to get you on the phone, Nick. Thanks for joining us, dude. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. 
I came in with a compliment because we were teasing uh, before we hit record that I was a little low on you in the pre-draft process, which I like to try to own to people. So I just want to apologize. Not that my opinion matters, but I was way too low on you. And I honestly thought like, man, this guy's been hurt and it's a deep running back class and holy crap. I was wrong about you, dude. So congrats <laughs> on uh, making me look dumb, but also just a hell of a rookie season, dude, where, uh, you know, folks are talking about you as one of the most exciting running backs, young running backs in the NFL this year. Yeah, man, it's, it's been a long journey. And, I mean, I, I don't remember much to it, but I heard all the things, the talks, the whispers about, you know, me not being as high on God's draft board. But it's just up to my motivation. You know, you have a right to your being, have a right to mine. So I'm just going to keep working hard as, I, hard as I can and keep striving and keep getting better and keep proving people wrong. Yeah, that's definitely the mentality to have. And I think a lot of the questions coming around, uh, the people that doubted you, at least, from one guy who's had a terrible knee injury to another, what was that moment like? Because, I mean, watching the game, you absolutely destroyed your knee, the recovery, uh, going through that mentally. Walk us through that moment in your life. Yeah, it's definitely the toughest thing I've been through, not only physically, but even more mentally, just because the uncertainty of what's coming next. So I had no idea what happened when it happened, but... I soon realized I threw everything in my knee, but my ACL and never going through any kind of injury. It was tough for me and my family, but I just held on, stayed strong and kept working. It's been an amazing return, and you were really in a with a special group there at Georgia at one point. That running back room, you, Sony, obviously the guy up next now with Swift and Elijah Holyfield when he was there. How what was that running back room like? Like how is it challenging each other? All now really expected to be top NFL players. That's an incredible group on the same team. Yeah, it is, man. It was, it was so fun too, just being to play with those guys, compete with them every day in practice. And but looking back at it, man, it was a time that I should do miss now. Just being around, just a great group of guys. And you know, Sony, he's definitely one of my best friend now, and I see him all the time. We still hang out, and it was just fun to compete with him and my freshman Ty Gurley and Keith Marshall. And it's great, it's great to just keep it going. Yeah, man. And speaking of uh, big running back rooms, you have one now in Cleveland, too. You've got yourself. Uh, we'll see what happens with Duke Johnson. But the Browns added Kareem Hunt. What was your reaction like when you got the alert or the text that Kareem Hunt was coming to join the Browns? Yeah, I was excited. I couldn't wait to play with him and learn from him and just kind of pick his brain. And, I mean, for me, I've always been that backfield with someone else, so it's nothing new to me. I enjoy it. That's what I like, so. It helps me out in the long run. And at the end of the day, we're on the same team. So it's not much, you know, hatred and all that stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to play with him. I respect that. I got to ask about another teammate of yours because I think everybody, all of our listeners, they know I am leading the Baker Mayfield fan club. I don't know that there's a guy on this earth that I love more than him. Uh, and that's heavy, heavy sarcasm. I don't like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> but what was it like for you? And the, Yeah. What was it like for you the first time that you met him? Well, you know, me and Bigger, we got a little history because we played in the Rose Bowl against each other. So, uh, we ended up beating him, too. So, you know, he was a little salty. I think it was just hot in the year. We kind of ruined that and sent him home early. But we ended up getting beaten next week. So, it's, it's all good. But, yeah, um, I mean, the first time I actually met him was at, at the Browns training camp. And we were in the same – we ended up being in the same hotel room. So, it was kind of awkward just – because last time I seen him, you know, he was probably crying or something. So I see him. That's fantastic. It's all good, man. Make it really cool. And I love playing with him. He's such a great person. He'll do anything for you. He's 
it's energy is what, what what keeps the team up because we're all we love we all love playing for them and um just protecting them and you know just being by his side. So unlike Baker, you played in the the real conference, and that's the SEC. How much of uh, how hard was that transition going from the SEC to the NFL? Because we've asked guys in the past, like Leonard Fournette and stuff, and they're like, "Man, at running back, it, it wasn't that much different for me." Yeah, man, that's true. I mean, as just a ball carrier, it's not much difference at all. Because I mean, it's just if you're a running back, if you don't got it, you just you just don't have it. And that's one thing that separates running backs from other positions. But other than just running the ball. Uh, the hardest thing was pass protection. Um, actually, have to become more of a, a receiver because in college, I mean, I got away with not doing anything. I let I let Sony and Swift do all the kicking. <laughs> just give me the ball, and I was just so that's probably the biggest thing, the biggest difference for me from college to NFL. That was actually I pulled up my scouting report on you. That was one of the few negatives I had was the knee injury. Uh, and then that you hadn't caught the ball a lot coming out of the backfield. Was that something you had to learn to do? Or is it more like you said, when you have Sony and Swift, you're like, fuck it, I ain't catching the ball. Let the, those guys do it. But you, that was a skill that you actually had. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. You know, even in high school, I mean, I've always been a great runner that it was either, it made more sense to hand me the ball and throw it to him, you know what I mean? So just that carried on to college too. And then in college, when you have guys who are, are much better at it, you know, it's not really point to, you know, put much time into me to do that when you have guys that have been doing it their whole life. So we kind of we kind of just played our role in college for the most part. But as a catcher, I mean, it's something I still need to work on and something that I am getting better at. But well, it's just it's not very natural to me. Well, you do have a guy on your team that it is very natural for, and that's Odell Beckham. What was your reaction when you heard that trade? Because I think he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. Getting him in Cleveland, where did you hear that news, and how did you react to it? Well, yeah, my um, actually I was at home. George and my brother kind of, he showed me a little um, notification on his phone that said, Browns, you know, I've got Odell Beckham. I thought, you know, that's, I thought it was fake. Cause that stuff happens so much. And I'm like, man, there's no way that's real. And then I go to this social media and I see our guys tweeting and he's tweeting and things like that. And then I was like, wow, we really got the best receiver in the NFL. And I mean, I, just, I don't know. I guess I don't have to catch no more after all. <laughs> <laughs> So now your coach's head coach now is Freddie Kitchens. You obviously have a ton of experience with him last year, though, being in that running back's room, and then when he started calling plays. Is there a little uh, little ribbing between you two, him being an Alabama guy, or, or is it all is it all friendly right now between you guys? Oh, uh, no. I mean, it's just, <laughs> you let him tell you, you know, he always had something slick to say. He always said, if I would have played better in high school, I probably would have got off by Alabama. He, he loves saying that. Oh, my God. And he brings up you know, the national championship and all that. Man, it's, it's all good. You know, at the end of the day, I'm glad to be a dog. and <laughs> We're on the same team now, so I, I let it slide. Man, just point out to him that all the Alabama running backs have failed in the NFL. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, Trent Richardson went to Alabama, dude. Or you know, uh, that one hurts me personally because I really like Trent Richardson. But that's all right. Yeah, I, I like him too. <laughs> yeah, man. So one thing we do with all our guests, and I think you're gonna have fun with this, is we play a game called Word Association, and it's really easy. We just say a name or a word, and you give us like the first thing that comes to your mind. Sounds easy, right? <laughs> Yeah, it sounds easy. Yeah. yeah, right. So, okay, first up, uh, and I like to do this because I get to cherry pick. Nick Saban. Championships. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about John Dorsey? Bubble gum. <laughs> Ooh, yep. Uh, RBU. Who is RBU? That's Georgia, no doubt. All right. University of Florida. 
Losers. <laughs> and, and like, I want to pause for a second. Do you guys still consider them a rival? You know, like it used to be like the world's greatest cocktail party, all that. But like, they have been so down. Is Florida still a rival for Georgia? I mean, they definitely are, you know, especially for me. Because I mean, those guys have beat me three years out of out of four. But things have come around now, and I mean, it's, it's still year to year. Man, SEC, you really, you really, you really can't go up to pass. I mean, it's, it's next year, next thing. All right, let's go. Let's keep it going. I want to see Kirby Smart. What do you have to say about him? Hungry. That man never stops. He's trying to get better, and man, he won't stop because he's the best. And he's, I mean, I never seen him want to work. Yes, sir. I never seen him work as hard as him and as as, as passionate as he is. A lot of people use that word to describe me too. It's not about my work ethic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one from me, DeAndre Swift. Shit, his last name, Swift. Oof, right? Yeah. That man's so smooth. I mean, the day cuts he makes is like I never seen that in my life. He can make a ninety degree cut and just go a whole and just go a whole different direction so fast and so smooth. Yeah, we are excited to see him play this year. I got one that's kind of long winded. So best Georgia quarterback prospect. You got Jake Fromm, Jacob Easton, and Justin Fields. Of those three, who are you taking for the NFL? Um, they gonna put me in this position. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> tough, that's tough. I'm, I'm gonna do a process of elimination. I can't say Justin Fields. I never played with him, but I played with Easton and From. And I mean, they're both they're both great quarterbacks. They're a little different, you know. Easton can sling it, you know, so far and make the big plays. But From can too. He's also very smart. He led our team to national championships. So I gotta go with From. I'm just glad that you actually played the game and you took one of them. Yeah, so right. Thank you. Everybody's always like, oh, let's not do it. Yeah. All right, man. We appreciate your time. Uh, like I said, you landed and called us, which is huge. We appreciate it. You come back on anytime you want, and we'll we'll talk trash about Baker together. All right? All right. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, thanks Nick. All right, guys, that is our show for this week. We will be back next week with your regularly scheduled stick to football, and we're looking forward to getting into draft season now that December will be here. For Connor and Mello, again, we want to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully everyone had a great day spending it with family, with the kids, with your mom and dad. We all know how important that time away is. It was very important to us. We thank you for giving us a bit of a day off as listeners. We'll talk to you all next week. Mm